sign these non-disclosure agreements and stuff, but I learned a lot about Antarctica there. I would say if I was to go spiritual, I would say it's Satan's realm on this planet. It's his headquarters. Uh, I would say it's the headquarters for the new world order if you don't want to go spiritual. They are on record, many of them saying they want to wipe out 95% of humanity. They want to attack the human being and morph the human being under what it is. They're trying to achieve uh, immortality through transhumanism. These are all known things. And so these people are nothing but a bunch of antisocials with no empathy, no love and compassion, greed, avarice, and, and serving their own purpose for any cost, at any cost, is what they're planning to do. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Dave Hodges coming back and we're going to talk about Antarctica and what the heck is down in Antarctica. Just recently, Klaus Schwab and Christine Lagarde is the head of the EU Central Bank and Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum Director. I think people know these two, but if you don't know, that's who they are. And they, Christine Lagarde actually bragged that she was going to Antarctica on Twitter there's been so many people that have gone to Antarctica. The Pope has gone down there famously. Uh, John Kerry went down there right after the election when Trump was competing against Hillary Clinton. So I wanted to ask Dave what the heck is going on in Antarctica. We've heard all sorts of different rumors and different things about Antarctica, and he's going to give his opinion based on the decades of research that he's done on Antarctica. And this started with some of his NSA contacts and a group that he was in, a forum group where they had to sign nine disclosure agreements. So this is an interesting conversation about Antarctica. It's something I'm really fascinated about, and I think you guys will be too. But before we get into this, it's a long one, it's a two-parter. But before we get into this, I need to talk to you about Kevin Annette. He is in a pretty dire situation. He needs urgent kidney surgery. He has a, a kidney stone that is too big to pass normally. And he, he just, he needs help. And so we're raising money to pay for his surgery. He is in Canada, which usually is free, but because he's no longer in the province, he's been living outside the province because he's been getting a lot of death threats. He now, if he wanted to use the, the free, option of Canadian healthcare, it would, he'd have to wait for six months and he wouldn't live for six months if he had to wait that long. And of course, I've had all these wonderful people send me the treatments that you can do naturally. There's herbal treatments, um, black seed oil of all things, the C60s in that will, uh, reduce the size of kidney stones. The problem is, is that we're dealing with an urgent situation and we don't have the luxury of knowing if it's, if it, we can do a natural treatment and reduce it that way. He needs it out immediately. 
So if you are interested in supporting this cause, we're raising 50000 The surgery is 40000 raising another 10000 for follow-up treatments and you know, what he needs afterwards. And then there also are putting together people who can watch over the hospital, make sure there's no foul play, because there's been many people in that group, you know, Tevin's group, who've gone to the hospital and they come out dying, you know, for things that they should not have died for. They go in for surgery and they die. And so they're going to be putting a 24-hour vigil together and making sure people are aware of where Kevin's at and make sure he's safe. So that's another thing that you can volunteer for. But I have all the information below. I also have it on my website on the front page. Depending on when you listen to this, it is the end of 2021. So if you're listening to this in six months from now, it's probably over this issue. So we're dealing with this now and it is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. So that's just an urgent plea for help. And I'll have the contact information below. The other thing before I want to get into is the telomere lengthening. There's a new study that's out of South Korea that shows the, how much your telomere length can reduce your biological age with the capsules that I'm some of the TAM capsules. And there's multiple results here. And you can go to my website. You can see the results underneath shop. Here's an example of a male age 67 that after one month showed a 42% estimated biological age reduction, which is nine years. Then they have another one that a male at 71 who showed another nine year reduction. And then they have a female age 45 that showed almost a 20% reduction of seven years. I mean, these are pretty significant. So these are people that really responded well to the telomere lengthening capsules. But then there's some other ones. They, they, they're so honest. So they tell you other uh, amounts. So if you go to the studies, you can see that they had another w- woman who was 71 years who had a three-year reduction and another female that had a two-year reduction who was 63. So there's a pretty wide range of benefits that you can get. But my dad, I think people who listen to the show has heard this story before. My dad was having pretty significant cognitive abilities, and I got him going on the telomere lengtheners. And I'm telling you, there was a marked difference in his cognitive skills. Nobody wanted to be his partner in a game and things because he... He just wasn't functioning like he used to, but he was taking these uh, telomere lengtheners for a few months, and I'm telling you, he there was a marked difference. He was back to what he was before. He was we were playing Trivial Pursuit, and he actually won the game. He was so proud of himself because he knew the difference and he could feel the difference. And if you're somebody that can really respond to this, what I've learned is that the shorter telomeres lengthen first. So they're doing a lot of studies with Alzheimer's and and trying to increase the length of your telomeres in your brain. But, you know, having longer telomeres makes you healthier overall because as your telomeres get shorter, when your cells duplicate, they tend to have mutations and are not healthy and you have problems. It's the aging process. And so you're just not as healthy. So by lengthening your telomeres, it really makes a difference. Of course, there's other things like inflammation, which you can really deal with with C60. It's the world's best inflammation. That's a big part of cognitive ability as well. But I'm telling you, these telomeres, if you're one of the people who really respond to it, I have a promotion going on right now where you get 15% off, but through the end of the year, you also get a free hand lotion 
So you get the telomere lengthening in your hands, makes your hands look younger. They will continue that promotion until they run out of the hand lotion. So I would take advantage of that while you can. You can go to my site at sarahwestall.com under shop and you can see the study there as well. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for my newsletter and you can subscribe to my other stuff as well. And look at the Kevin Annette stuff and what's going on with him as well. So let's get into this two-parter with Dave Hodges. Well, we're here, um, Dave Hodges, and uh, I'm with Sarah Westall, and you can see Sarah's lovely picture there. Um, so I'm hoping Sarah has hit her record button. I did. Okay, good, good. So I think this is going to work. I'm really looking forward to this. Let me adjust my camera. Um, we're operating on backup equipment. I don't know if you know that. We got totally fried. Everything was destroyed, but it was the only thing on the electrical panel that was taken down was our camera and our um, and our computer. Well, Dave, you know, I wanted to talk to you today because, well, I love talking to you, but you, Antarctica, I, I wanted to ask you about Antarctica because there's world leaders that have been going there over the years. And this time the bankers actually announced that they were going there. Why the heck would be, I mean, I understand a tourist kind of thing. I mean, everybody wants to go down there and see what's going on, but bankers have no business from a military standpoint. And uh, we know there's so many weird things. Like we've seen the pyramids with these huge doors. I've seen the pictures myself. I've seen video of uh, back from the thirties where there are soldiers who are swimming in hot springs in Antarctica. There's so many interesting things about Antarctica, but what have you seen about or heard or learned about Antarctica? Cause this is a major part of something. I mean, it's a headquarters. It's like they go down there to get marching orders. You're correct. That's, that's an accurate interpretation on your part. Um, I first found out about Antarctica's importance in the present political climate by uh, listening to Art Bell back in the day in the, in the nineties. And um, I pursued this and Later, I became part of a group uh, of astronauts, scientists, people of special interest that would meet uh, at Bill Pollock's place, uh, the late Bill Pollock in uh, La Placitas, New Mexico. And well, I'll just sign these non-disclosure agreements and stuff, but I learned a lot about Antarctica there. I would say if I was to go spiritual, I would say it's Satan's realm on this planet. It's his headquarters. Uh, I would say it's the headquarters for the new world order if you don't want to go spiritual. But I do remember before John Kerry and Barack Obama left office in 2016, they went to, uh, they went to the South Pole. They got their stuff, their marching orders about how to work against Trump and what uh, the populism that was sweeping the country. Um, so yeah, that it's, it's an important place. And the fact that they're so out in the open about this now, and by the way, there's a history to this too, as I've discovered. When Admiral Byrd uh, attempted to go there, uh, he, he, a lot of people don't know this story. He was turned back and told, don't ever come here again. It's incredible what you're hearing i mean what is the the connection between the pyramids that are down there the uh, i mean i don't even you know there's so much information there's some people say that they're protecting it because the mineral resources but we know that antarctica used to be a uh, rainforest 
Yeah, there, there's the, the stuff they're saying about resources is, I think, largely a ignorance or a cover story. The, uh, the importance is this, is that Satan, this gets into real ancient history. Uh, I don't know if you really want to go down this road, but uh, um, the asteroid belt used to be his planet. Oh. Uh, some people call it Astra. Some people have different names for it. Um, I think the way to tell this so it doesn't go too esoteric is I'll relate to you what my friend Vance Davis, still friends today. Um, he's um, a former NSA. I've known him now for, gosh, almost 30 years. And I used to visit him every weekend when he lived in Mesa, Arizona. And we shared all this information, became very good friends. He's been on my show a ton. And he was taught in his NSA training and he was assigned to NATO and they did a lot of woo-woo UFO stuff. And I met his commanding officer who was a general. Um, they were told that the bad guys and the good guys fought a war out in the cosmos. That's as specific as they got. It was expressed very in a very secular fashion and that the bad guys lost and they were cast here. Now, some people say, Dave, that's Genesis 6 and that's the fallen angels being cast to earth after they rebelled against God and lost. Yes. Now, enter the picture, Steve Quayle, Timothy Alberino, uh, who I just interviewed yesterday in a pre-interview. Man, what a great interview he is. But uh, Tim and I discussed some of this, but the planet Astra, or different names for it, between Jupiter and Mars was destroyed. It's the asteroid belt. They came here. Now, why would they choose the South Pole? I have to make an educated guess. Uh, I don't think you want people to know that's the kingdom of Satan there. He needs to be obscure and out of the way until it's time to usher in the end days and present the Antichrist, put us in the tribulation. So I'm sorry, I'm back to being um, spiritual again, but, but I do believe this is what we're looking at here, to ancient history. This is ultimately a battle between good and evil. And, and if you look, I almost wrote an article and I backed off from it. If you look into the eyes of a Dern from New Zealand, the prime minister, yep. the prime minister of Australia, if you look at uh, Governor Hockle now from New York or Gretchen Whitmer, I could go on and name others, but they have this snake-eyed, evil, faraway look in their eyes frequently when they talk. They lack compassion, emotion, empathy. They're demonically possessed is what I think. I honestly believe that. Well, and the... Well, yeah. Sherry Edwards, she's been showing that a lot of our politicians just simply are lacking empathy. And, you know, that could yes. also be being psychopaths, right? I mean, they psychopaths don't have any empathy. So it's the same, yeah. you know, same thing. That's exactly right. Yeah. And just so the audience knows, if you haven't heard of Sherry, if you've been on my channel or Sherry's channel, you know, Sherry. But in fact, I just pre-interviewed her yesterday for one, uh, uh, a show that's going to air this week. And it was very revealing. Um, I think we've discovered Tulsi Gabbard's going to be a third party candidate to split the Republican vote. Another story for another time. But Sherry has the ability to analyze voice frequencies scientifically and come up with emotional sets and then match them to other people, perhaps like minded goals. And it's phenomenal what she can do. And uh, yes, so Sherry Edwards, when you mentioned her, she's she's the gold star. I think in personality analysis today, and she's got the technology to prove it. 
Yeah, she's she's amazing. She comes on my show quite a bit. I really, really like Sherry um, as a person and as a um, what she yeah. does because she's she's genuine. Um, you know, that's what I look for is people who, well, she's a living X man. I mean, she can hear hundreds of times better than anybody else. But beyond that, she's a genuine person and cares about people and all these other things. So that's what I look for, um, which is so hard to look find when we're noticing that so many people are psychopaths. And that's what we're dealing with right now is this psychopathic agenda. And whether it's aliens or whether it's just, I mean, I don't even know, you know, whether it's the Bible, the Bible is based on, on stuff that's happened in the past. And so you can look at it from different perspectives, correct? I would say it's also prophetic and the prophecies are being realized. And I took, it took me a lot of years to come to this conclusion. Um, I used to question you know, why Nazareth? Why Israel? Why is that important? It was such a primitive society. Why would God choose to intervene in such a obscure, out-of-the-way place at such a um, primitive time? But I've come to answer those questions for myself. But I would say this, the Bible is just not history. The Bible's history to the point where Mark Twain said, history may not repeat, but it sure does rhyme. And it ends up coming into prophecy. And I'll give you one prophecy that everyone can uh, can agree on. In uh, the Bible, it talked about the rise of Israel. Who would have projected in 1945 that a few years later, Israel would uh, stand up to all the Arab nations that wanted to destroy them, the same as the Nazis wanted to destroy the Jews, and they were able to persevere against all odds with no military aid from the United States to speak of, and then become a powerful nation on the planet of the earth. Now, I'm not a fan of the Israeli government today. I think they've lost their way. But yes, they the, have. Mir the miracle of what happened and what was prophesied in the end days that the making of Israel into a powerful nation would signal the oncoming of a new age. I think that's undeniable today. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose that is true. But the, the Antarctica being what it is, you really believe it's Satan headquarters. Now, why do you, some people believe that the bug is down there or something else, some alien creature, but you believe that is Satan. Now, do you believe Satan is an, an alien or do you believe it's something else? Well, an alien would be not of this earth. So um, yes, this is not his home planet. This is a planet that he's come to occupy. Um, what is Satan? I mean, you know, Satan is the, uh, he was the um, Lord of light, so to speak, the Lord of music. And um, he uh, was very arrogant. And it's a case of the vice president wanting to assassinate the president, but the president was more powerful, that being God. Okay. And, and so that's what's going on right now. And that's what the Christians all believe. And that's what different biblical, mm -hmm. I want to look at it from all different perspectives, because well, let, whether take, we, yeah. whether we are Christian or not, this is happening, whether you're, I mean, we're watching things and we need to make sense of this. And so I'm trying to look at it from all different perspectives so that people can make sense of it themselves and actually be at peace. Let me play the role of political psychologist for a second. We'll take the the, the, uh, the spiritual part out of this. 
as much as we can. And I'm okay with but, that. It's just, I want to look at it from all perspectives. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and I'm going to give you a different way to look at this, but it ends up, I think, landing back on the same square when you follow up the progressive logic. But when you look at what's going on, when these people coalesce for the purposes they're coalescing, they are on record, many of them saying they want to wipe out 95% of humanity. Yep. They want to attack the human being and morph the human being to under what it is. They're trying to achieve uh, immortality through transhumanism. These are all known things. This isn't even necessarily biblical. Um, and so when these people come together for these purposes of how to enslave and exterminate most of humanity uh, and they meet, there's a malevolence there. There's a sociopathic, psychopathic combination. Today, we call it antisocial personality disorder, which is the combination of the two. And so these people are nothing but a bunch of antisocials with no empathy, no love and compassion, greed, avarice, and, and serving their own purpose for any cost, at any cost, is what they're planning to do. And, and so I think, well, where does this come from? Where, where, where do this mental, it's a mental illness, it's a collective yep. mental illness. Where does the collective mental illness come from? Well, that's where I come back in my fallback position. It's a sickness of the soul. And let me say this to you, Sarah, also too. When Vance, I should have said this up front, when Vance Davis, formerly the NSA, was taught all this stuff in his training, they also, he also said, that when Satan came here, and he didn't say Satan, he said when the fallen ones came here, they wanted, they encountered humans, and they wanted to take the soul uh, from humans. It was God's prized gift to mankind, my take, not Vance's. And, and then what they discovered was they didn't have the ability to take the soul, so they said they'll transform the person. Now, I want to say this. Vance told me this in 1993, this is way before the term and a well-known concept today we call transhumanism came into play. Vance was way ahead of his time on this point. And I do believe transhumanism is the outgrowth of these individuals who want to steal our soul. And since they can't do it, they're going to destroy the human being. Well, they want to take our souls and trap it. And I know this sounds so crazy, but this is what's documented. They want to trap it forever in a virtual system. Yes. And, you know, I don't know what they want to do with us there. I mean, what is that all about? We'll, you know, they will be low grade servants in a virtual system. I mean, I don't know what will they get out of us. That, that's well, so uh, weird. At the end of the day, Satan's goal is to destroy humanity, in my opinion. Uh, and the Bible says it very clearly. And I think this is the manifestation of what you just mentioned is where it ends up. In the short term, transhumanism is um, a gift to the gods, so to speak, the elite of the planet that will attempt to achieve immortality. And we mere humans who are lucky enough to survive will be their obedient servants. Well, I think their way of just, they realize that you can't destroy humanity because our soul lives forever, or I think so anyways. And so you the only way to destroy humanity is to capture the soul and then to capture it in a virtual system forever. You're after goal number two, uh, the, the uh, transforming the human being because they can't get the soul. And this, so that's yeah. what they're trying to get is the soul to be captured in this virtual system forever. No, if you destroy the human being, the soul survives. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. 
if you put us in a virtual reality system, you essentially, you're not really, you're destroying, you're capturing the soul, not, you know, that's what I think they're doing, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, they have tried to get the soul. Um, you know, I think there might be some legitimacy to the notion that we've been genetically tampered with. Um, and going back, you know, the, the, the pre-flood days, yep, yep. I think it's very possible that that's true. Um, but I think the tampering was with the intent to get the soul and they failed. So now transhumanism is their goal, uh, destroy the human being. And, uh, but th that doesn't change. If you, if you go from a biblical perspective, you could kill everybody on the planet, but there still be the resurrection of souls. That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah, so the only way yeah. to do it. So I, they, maybe they've come to the point where they just are going to capture us forever. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Kind of like a limbo in twilight zone. Yeah. I, I think that's probably very accurate. Uh, uh, an allegory there. I think that's a very accurate way to express it. Uh, but they are clearly anti-human. And if you really go down the path of researchers like Steve Quayle, and like I said, Tim Alberino, Ted Brower, they pretty much tell you the same thing. When they came here, we often referred to them as the Nephium. Uh, the bloodline survives today. And I can't get a firm answer to this question. I ask a researcher who's knowledgeable, they'll tell me an answer and someone else will give me a different answer. But I've said this, does the bloodline from the descendants of the fallen angels that intermarried with earth women, Genesis 6, does that survive today? And is this the basis for the conflict? And I've been told that's partially correct. Um, and, and I've been told by others, it's perfectly correct. And that the, the desire for those who would enslave us, those are different than us. We appear to be the same, but we have different origins and their origin is very malevolent. Well, and that's why they care so much about the bloodlines. Yes. That's exactly right. The divine right, the divine right of kings is expressed in the Middle Ages through this concept. Well, and so regardless, they've really, really believed this stuff. And I know, mm -hmm. you know, in talking to Jesse Zaboder, um, regardless of what you think of her, I, she's not lying. What she's telling us is is true. I've had her checked out. Um, Sherry Edwards have checked checked her out. I've had psychics checked her out. I've had all sorts of stuff check her out. And so what, and even the people who don't uh, like her because they're worried about her, um, I, I like the fact that she's trying. And I don't know, I don't know much. I don't know what is really behind all that because it's really scary. And I know that uh, these powers are more, um, they're more powerful than the human being trying to fight it off. But that being said, she's not lying. And what they're trying to do is do this transhumanist stuff and capture us. Those concerts, those flipping concerts, the Travis, whatever his name is, Travis, the, the Kim Kardashian, not Kim Kardashian, her younger sister's uh, boyfriend, they were messing with and experimenting with trying to capture us and our souls there. They're yeah. implementing. I don't know how far they are. Are they ready to do it? I'm not completely convinced they have the ability to do all this stuff, but uh, DARPA is actually got the approval to put 500 people's minds in an endless virtual system. That's how transhumanism will achieve immortality. 
at least so they think. I don't know. I mean, this is an unproven experiment at this point. It, it is, but they're trying to do it. That's the point is these people are very serious and they're trying to do it. That's well, what I'm trying to get at. You have to understand they represent an already once defeated entity. And the entity is prophesized to be defeated in finality a second time. And they're desperate. They're, I think they feel like they're fighting against the clock. They're making mistakes. This is what I'm seeing. World leadership is making mistakes. Yes. What, what they were doing earlier about the slow burn of the transformation of human society, like in America, away from being a Judaic Christian society to a hedonistic society, they were achieving that over about a 60-year period, and they were doing it largely through stealth. Now they're making mistakes to where their agenda is exposed for all to see. Now, again, I hate to, I don't hate to do this, but I'll just say this, to go spiritual again, the Bible says in the end days, the sins of the leaders will be revealed. They know that as well as I know that, and they know as their sins are being revealed, they're up against the clock. They're in a race to win. In fact, Zygmunt Brzezinski, the ultimate globalist globalist, co-founder of the Trilateral Commission, Jimmy Carter's national security advisor, total globalist, uh, by the way, Barack Obama's Soviet studies professor at Occidental College, he said this back in 2011 before he died. He said, it used to be easier to control a million people rather than to try to kill a million people. Now the opposite is true. And the people are waking up as to what's going on. Yes. And that really is reflective of the urgency I think they're expressing today. Well, and that's what makes it so crazy is that we're watching just complete lunacy. I was watching Anthony Fauci the other day on, um, I, I was watching television and my husband left it on ABC. A Sunday morning. ABC. We'll forgive him. It's okay. Yeah. Well, and, and I was sitting there and all of a sudden Anthony Fauci comes on and they do their spiel beforehand. It was all the COVID and all the scary stuff. Yeah. Sure. I felt like I was watching the twilight zone. Cause I know what the truth is on all this stuff, but they are, they are buckling down. They're going for it. And so that's what you mean by the truth will be revealed. Now, I don't think it's revealed to everybody. I think that there are a lot of people like I, I did was on your show about the brainwashing and how, how it's working. It's working very well on a lot of people. It is, but it's not irreversible. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say. And the Bible also talks about the Great Commission that in the end days, actually in all days, but particularly in the end days, we have a duty to inform people as to what's going on and how it relates to their spirituality. So hopefully they can make the right choice and choose Jesus as their savior. Um, that's the great commission. And I believe we've arrived at that point. That's our purpose. And their main reason for wanting to shut us down is not so much that we're political heretics to them, but we're spiritual heretics. And I just want to point out one thing to you. Don't you find it interesting that this so-called variant, which I don't believe is a variant, uh, but let's say Omicron is a real variant. It's not deadly, but they're shutting down Christmas, Christmas. They're attacking one of the most sacred holidays in the Christian calendar over nothing. Well, over their vaccine, because their vaccine is, I mean, part, yeah, there, there's your financial reward. Yeah. But, but I'm saying they could still go with vaccine mandates and not do what they're doing to Christmas right now. And it's just, I mean, Broadway's yeah. canceled their plays yep, and you're yep. seeing all these other cancellations going. Paul Preston's uh, new California movement that I was going to go and be at 
that, that had to be canceled because of Newsom's new directives. It's, 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 it's really obvious what they're doing. I think this signals a move towards the persecution of Christians, and that is coming in the end days. That's prophesized. Well, and I, I mean, I got I got to say the um, the COVID. It's not COVID. We know it's the vaccine damage. It is the highest it's been since the high. It's higher than it was, I believe, than it was at the peak of the first year, and it's all. <laughs> the damage from the vaccine vaccines. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we're seeing, I mean, it's real what they're seeing. It's just, it's made up and they're lying about it in Europe. It's uh, five to six times the death rate of the vaccinated. Right. And it's not just from COVID sure. type stuff. It's from heart attacks and blood clots and all the damage. And so it's real. But the scary part is that they just keep clamping down on their agenda. And this is where the religious stuff comes in. I know that a lot of people are getting a lot more spiritual during this time because you're watching something that is very biblical. I mean, when somebody, when you have these people who are hell bent on just killing you and killing millions of people, you get more spiritual. I think, especially if you were raised that way, right? You start to question what the heck is going on? And I got to say, even if you weren't raised that way, you, you've learned that there is more to this world than just the material world. If you've been paying attention, I mean, my God. So yes. that's why I like to talk about it. I like to talk about it from all different perspectives, because I don't know if the answer is, is always just found in the Bible and not because I don't believe that the Christian story is good. I just think that the, the um, when I do think that there's something to the story of them using the, the Bible and using Christianity, because we know that the Pope is, a, is dirty. We know that the Vatican's dirty. We know that they used Christianity to control people. So I like to look, look at it from all different perspectives, but I also know that what's in there, a lot of that is true as well. So <laughs> It's just waiting out what's true, what's not, what was used against what's, us, what's not. What's your enemy? Your, uh, I'll give you an example. Like in our profession, we have betrayers on our side of the fence. And I never, I never make it an issue because it's a battle we need not fight. I just press on with my business. Yep. Okay, when you want to uh, destroy a formidable opponent, one of the best ways to do it is to infiltrate imitate infiltrate and, and then basically subjugate and that that's essentially what's happening in the church today the church is experiencing what revelations talks about with regard to the great falling away and and i see it i'll give you an example i was sitting uh in a church in april of this year and the pastor came out the assistant pastor and he said he may not be a godly man but he's god's man and you're commanded to do what he says. And I go, okay, I'm waiting for the qualifier, except when he violates the word of God, there was no qualifier. That was a total bastardization of Romans 13. And I just said, whoa, this is not biblical, baby. This is giving government the free license to take you away from your spiritual beliefs. And this man is possessed. And that was my takeaway from this. And I have a neighbor a couple doors down from me that was at the same service and his reaction was even worse than mine. He complained to the church 
And they basically blew him off with an answer that didn't even relate to what his, com his concern was. I'm sure, yeah. So what I'm saying is the church has been infiltrated. So when you talk to me about the Pope, that doesn't minimize the Christian religion. In fact, I feel sorry for Catholics. I have family members who are Catholic. I feel sorry for it because your leadership is satanic. There, there's no other yes. way to put it. Yep. It's evil. It exploits children. They're no better than Jeffrey Epstein at the Vatican. You need to realize who's running your religion. But it's also true in the other denominations of the Christian faith. We have been infiltrated because here's how the pastors have been bought off. Uh, Lyndon Johnson came up with a 501c3. Oh, you don't have to pay any tax, but you can't speak of any political issues. So if you speak against the government's evil ways, if you talk about Hillary Clinton's a fourth degree coven witch, that kind of thing, if you do that, you'll lose your tax exemption. So these pastors who are in the business for the wrong reason, they will uh, acquiesce to the money as opposed to doing what their training has taught them to do. Well, and I've come to learn, you know, like Jesse Zaboder said, the word of God is the most powerful. And I've come to learn that politicians and people all over the world use the word of God because they know how powerful it is. They hide behind the fact that they claim they're religious and they're not. Yeah. And exactly. so that's why I'm saying I, I, I wanted to look at it from all different perspectives because I, 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 not that I don't want it to be religious is everybody has a different idea of what religion is, what they believe and all these other things. And I just don't want us to get caught up in, in, in that we have to look at what's happening because what's happening. If you study the Bible and you study, it, yeah, it's it, the Bible has it in there, but we can't ignore that. This is happening. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're religious or not, we need to look at what the hell's happening. We need to fight it together and realize that, that I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's happening, but I don't want to get caught up in letting them take advantage of us and, and um, having yeah. false, you know, having false. We have to look at really now. Let what I want to ask you this is a big part. What does it mean to uh, side with Jesus to say, Yes, I, I believe in Jesus? I believe in is it saying, I believe in what he taught, I believe in his essence and what he is was what he meant not just saying, okay, yeah, Jesus exists. And I'm going to say, Jesus, it's, it's the whole, okay. I'm telling you what I believe. You tell me what you believe. Um, I believe this. I'm not science, but I believe in science. And um, I drop something, gravity takes over. There are rules that govern the universe. The rules are physical and they're spiritual. And to a large extent, there's also emotions and other constructs in there as well. And if you look at how the Bible is organized, there are the 10 commandments given to Moses. And Moses conveys this to the world. These are your essential elements. And now we build off of these. Okay. And by the way, it's interesting too. And I think one of the things that made this nation great is we were Judaic Christian and we embrace the Ten Commandments as our legal code. Uh, in fact, it used to be. They don't do it anymore. But up until about 10 or 15 years ago, most um, universities at their law schools would say that the Ten Commandments are the basis of our legal system. Well, that's because it's common law. That is common law. There you go. Exactly. So there are rules governing the universe and behavior.